It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Steve and Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight with Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Well, yes. I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Happy Saturday. Welcome into Sports Rap. Lots to do tonight, so I want to get right into it. Because, look, as we try to dig ourselves out of this pandemic, we try to we try to get back to some sort of sense of normalcy, which I think we're doing a pretty good job of so far. Um, one of the things that has played a huge role in, in even normal times is, is how sports... Uh, impacts communities, regions. And look, we've had a lot of really good teams here over the span of, you know, the last 20 years. Red Wings had a great run. Pistons won a few championships. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the Tigers have, have been, were at least at one point competitive. I mean, this is, we know what the power of sports and what that can do and what that can bring, not only, from a fan perspective, but economically speaking, money, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things that come from that. And, and it's now evolved into different types of events, not even just your hometown teams hosting playoff games. I'm talking about big time events, final fours, Super Bowls, big events that are going to bring people to your area and it's only going to improve things. And now, on top of all of his roles over at the Rock Ventures, Vice President of Business Development, all his hands that he's got in, in the Rocket Mortgage Classic, Mark Hollis has now been named chair of the Detroit Sports Organizing Corporation, the DSOC, and they've got their hands in a bunch of different ideas and, and ways to bring some of these big-time events right here to Detroit, and Mark Hollis joins us this evening on Sports Wrap. What's up, Mark? Hey, it's great to be with you. It's uh, just another great weekend here in Detroit and the state of Michigan. No doubt about it. And, hey, listen, and before we get into your your new role over at the DSOC, congratulations again on on the, the tremendous success out at the Rocket Mortgage Classic over at Detroit Golf Club. It was another fantastic year. It was particularly special because – Fans were allowed back on the premise. They were allowed back on the course. And you got a lot of big-time names out there. And it was just a really flawless event from a fan perspective. So thank you again for everything you did there. It, it really was. And there, there's so many people that take part. And I think that's what makes sports great is how individuals, how, how different entities have to come together to deliver that success. But from Dan and, and Jay to have the vision to, to have that event in the city limits of Detroit, Casey Herbis and his team, just an unbelievable job on branding and, and really bringing the event to life. And Jason Langwell and his crew on, on operations and, and kind of the nuts and bolts of making it happen. Um, you know, we were talking before we came on of three years, we've had the rocket mortgage classic three, very, very different years in the first uh, first ever uh, a pandemic impact in the second year. And then this year, uh, the excitement, I think, uh, of people in the city of Detroit to come back together around a big event and, and kind of the return to normalcy. We're not there yet, but uh, it sure did feel like it when we were on the Detroit Golf Club uh, that, that first week in July. 
So how, how uh, when do you start planning for year four? When has, has that already begun? <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, started before this one happened and, and that's all part of the process. <laughs> we used a lot of opportunities during the event itself to, um, to talk to, to key leaders with the city of Detroit, with, with Wayne County, with the state of Michigan, um, and those that are really involved in it. And it's, it's how can we be better? How, how can we improve? Uh, the tour players had high, high praise over the improvements from 19 to this year. So that feedback is good. It, it's encouraging to see the type of players coming here. But planning, yeah, it's, it's already well underway. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about your new role with the Detroit Sports Commission and the the Detroit Sports Organizing Corporation. I mean, in terms of of some of the bigger types of events you're looking to bring here to Detroit, um, to talk to me about your new role there. Well, I, I've been on the uh, the committee for about three, three, four, three, four years. I was involved when I was the athletic director um, as kind of a, an advisor to the group. But Dave Beach now over the years has just done an incredible job of of assembling uh, an amazing collection of individuals that that care about Metro Detroit, that that care about sport. And really, when you talk about sport, it's it's more than being a fan. It's understanding the value, like you were saying, that that competition and gatherings can really bring to a community. If you know, if you're a business downtown and there's sporting events or there's entertainment events, it does nothing but bring value to those businesses and, and that's why the investment is made there, you know, through through the private sector across across all of Metro Detroit, through the uh, the government, elected officials, all participating in a way that works together in a unified way to encourage those that are making decisions to bring big events here. If you recall, uh, back in the day, um, Detroit played host to to some really really special events from the Ryder Cup to the Final Four to the Super Bowl. And over the course of the past few years, the the, the theory has changed from uh, suburban uh, kind of setups for teams to downtown core, core. And that's, you know, that's a critical thing for us to look at as hotel properties are coming online and the like is you have to have the right tools. So as that's coming together, and it is, um, you know, we'll keep encouraging, but what we're looking for is sustained success. It, it's getting regionals on a regular basis, getting um, an NFL uh, type events to come in here. And those are the things we're working on while we're also looking for the big pop uh, one-off events that create a lot of excitement and energy. Yeah, I think that you bring up a really good point. The bow is useless without the arrow and vice versa. And so when when you start having uh, when when you start looking at the 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 business makeup of what downtown Detroit has become, it's not only become a, a place where uh, you know stores, both uh, you know, be it clothing or whatever, are coming downtown. You're starting to get you know a lot of jewelers, specifically Shinola. You got, I mean, you start then you start looking at restaurants, big time restaurants coming down here with with a lot of pedigree in the kitchen, and you start looking at. Uh, different hotels and boutique hotels and and that has expanded uh, certainly in the city so it, with that all of the, those amenities i guess you could kind of call them will help inevitably attract some other types of events of course we got the grand prix we got rmc down at dgc i mean do we have a couple of flagship events now so what are some of the events that that you're going to try to chase here and, and get here to to detroit 
Well, I think the first ones will be the the, the traditional, the continuation of the traditional pursuit of those that are, are bid out by the Big Ten Conference, by the NCAA, um, by all the pro pro franchises, whether it be uh, all-star games or the like. And I, I just think you have to, to stay on top of that. Part of the narrative is showing Detroit as Detroit is. And, and when we get like the NCAA basketball committee to come into Detroit, they walk away with their jaw dropped and, and just in awe of what, what Detroit is. And it's, it's dispelling some of the, some of the myths that maybe are out there and, and kind of letting them talk to people in Detroit are very proud, uh, very um, cooperative. And they see that when they come here. And that's, that's what we have to do is continue to get, get eyes and ears and um, really walk, you know, walk, the downtown corridor walk through Detroit but it's also understanding all of the history and and we're proud of our history and you know there's been good times and bad but you know we are uh, among the most diverse cities in America and that's something to be celebrated we are the manufacturing hub of of America over you know over time and that's something to be celebrated we're an international city and that's what you know from Tony Michaels with with the parade company with Bud and Roger and, and Dan and Jay and, and all the folks with the, the pro teams, they're all on board with this thing. They've been part of the committee for a long, long time. So the energy's there and we're excited. Um, what is the impact of, you know, we've had final fours here. We've had a Super Bowl here. Uh, we've had big time events here. Um, talk to me about what that type of event can bring to a city what 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 benefits does it have is it just for the time it's here or are there are there lasting you know benefits that are able to linger well after the event's gone the second and you see it with the rocket mortgage classic you see it with cbs showing up and and them wanting to come back for other things or or tour players um sending people here of you got to see detroit so Yes, there's a magnitude of, you know, you do, a, you do an NCAA regional. Um, a lot of people come. A lot of people spend money. But where the benefit really comes is in that, that return visit, the, the folks kind of matric, uh, matriculating through, through Detroit on a, on a constant basis after the event. The more of those you get, the more momentum you get, that's what starts to create the energy. And I, I even argue it, it goes to, the, to, our, to our pro teams. It, it creates a level of uh, confidence and a level of excitement to be in Detroit. And, you know, in, in pro sports, if you play a little harder uh, and I'm not saying our guys aren't, but if there's just a touch of pride, it, it can help you between, between a loss and a win. And that's, that's where we all have to band together and kind of, kind of not only support the influx of events, but also support those four, those four pro teams that are out there fighting it out. Uh, throughout the year with with Detroit on the front of their jersey that's that's something for them to be proud of and for us to be proud of sure how much does it help when we've got now a a couple of venues in downtown Detroit that are um, you know certainly you know Comerica Park being open in 2000 you're looking at a 21 year old stadium but it's held up really nicely Um, Mm -hmm. and and of course everything that that Little Caesars Arena is when you start talking about uh, trying to attract different types of tournaments, events, whatever it is. How much does it help you when you've got venues that are, are really top of the line? Yeah, I'll go back to your earlier statement. The venues are phenomenal, right? You walk into Little Caesars Arena or Comerica, Ford Field, you feel really good about about the venue, about the stadium. But then you look at their proximity of 
you know, being able to look across that downtown area, I, there's not many that are set up like this, this close to the core of downtown. Then you look at the walkability from hotels, restaurants, the ability to, you know, not have to go out to an area, go in a parking lot and walk into your stadium, but you can be in the city, live, work, and play in the city as part of the, the experience. And that's that, that walkability is what uh, uh, fans, it's what, what uh, teams all aspire to because of the connectivity that it creates, right? You were, you were, you were talking about the restaurants and you're making it a bigger event than just going to the game by having the opportunity of what's set up in Detroit right now. All right. So now I'm going to hold your feet to the fire here a little bit, Mark Hollis. Uh, When are we getting something like this? What, what, what can we expect here? Well, it's been one day. (laughs) uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and you, you know, don't have think, anything uh, to show for it yet <laughs> nothing to show for it yet i again <laughs> it's not one person the committee's done an incredible job of yeah. laying out kind of the the strategy on on big 10 on ncaa on nfl nba of of what's out there and what's avail- available but we're also looking at everything from youth basketball youth volleyball uh wrestling is huge we had the hockey uh greg hamron um, was chairing the uh, uh, the hockey NCAA championships and, and lost that because of a, of a COVID situation. But those are all in the queue, right? As you get that going and as you get that momentum, of course, we, we have some, some one-off events we're looking at. Um, there are a few crazy ones that I have in the back of my mind that, that I think would be um, very attractive to the city of Detroit in the future. But that that's for another episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, look, best of luck to you. I, I, I look forward to you kind of getting your footing set and uh, hitting hitting this thing running. Um, and we wish you all the best and look forward to talking with you again soon, Mark Hollis. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it and couldn't do it without you. So thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. There he is, Mark Hollis, the new chair of the Detroit Sports Organizing Corporation with the Detroit Sports Commission. All in addition to his roles with Rock Ventures, VP of Business Development. Of course, he plays a big part in making the Rocket Mortgage Classic what it is and such a success here in the city of Detroit. We were thrilled to have him on board with all this. All right, more to come on Sports Wrap. Chris Runner with Nick Roddy next here on WJR. Now back to more Sports Wrap, presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, well, I told you. Nick and I talked about it last weekend, and I just felt like the Bucks were going to get themselves back into this thing. Sure enough, Wednesday night, they beat the Suns 109-103 to in a game where Devin Booker revived himself. I mean, he was unstoppable. And I'm I just I just have this feeling that this is this is the sun's ceiling. Like this is where they're at. Like I just don't believe I don't I don't believe that they're going to be able to get themselves past. Like I thought pretty much what we saw in games 1 and 2 was going to be that was their ceiling. And I think game four showed that they still had a little bit of fun. They had a little bit left in them. I think they still had 
they had enough there to get themselves to three and one. But this is where Milwaukee comes in. And I understand. I get it. The first two wins at home in Phoenix. They get the two dubs. Series moves to Milwaukee. The Bucks get back-to-back wins to tie this thing at two and two. No road team has won yet. But with all that said, I just think Milwaukee is is they've got a little more. They got a little extra. They got a little something. And and look, Giannis is playing out of his gourd. So I, look, I I felt good that 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 Milwaukee was going to tie this thing up at two. You go to a three game set now. Look, I think this is going to seven. First of all. But I just, I, I like the way Milwaukee plays. I think Chris Middleton's been playing really nice basketball. Giannis, like I said, is play, he's just, he's, he's, he's in another world. And I just, I, I don't know. I just, I like Milwaukee in this series. And Nick, I'll tell you what, here's another thing that I think goes a, a little bit uh, uh, unnoticed here, or, or at least I hope not unnoticed, but under the radar. The way that that game, game four, was officiated, it takes me back, look, I have fallen a little bit out of love with basketball over the last, whatever, five years. And maybe that's, maybe it's, you know, it's because of the, the, the Pistons have stunk. But the way that basketball is officiated now, it's so ticky tacky. It's so subjective. Like it just feels, it doesn't feel like it's a cohesive game. I just felt like the way game four was officiated is the way that's what that's, I love that type of basketball. It's physical. It's certainly not ticky tacky. You're going to drive the paint and you may not get a foul called. It just, it feels like kind of like the, the, the basketball that I like and that I come from. Yeah, it's a so thro- for me, I just loved, I love the way it was officiated. I it's love a the throwback, throw. right? It is. It is a throwback. I don't know if it's quite like bad boys throwback. But it's certainly like going to work throwback. I mean, you're talking about early 2000s kind of throwback. Yeah. Well, you it's mentioned a good, it's a good brand of basketball. Yeah, you mentioned the Devin Booker game, and he had uh, 42 points. It was also the Chris Middleton game. Yes, it was. I mean, he had 40 when when Giannis was great, but um, they needed a Chris Middleton game. Chris Middleton kept him in that game. Yeah. But I think it just seems to me, and I don't know if it's if it's if it's Chris Middleton or or if it's Giannis. I mean, I I don't know what it is. I just feel like that team they just seem to work a little harder. They just seem to get after it a little bit more. Yeah, but when the passing is a little more crisp, it just they just seem they have a little bit extra. And that may be because. Chris Paul's status is kind of in question. What did you see from Chris Paul? He he was not the same guy that we've seen this whole playoffs. No, and I think Chris Paul, uh, you know, it, it, it was game one was the Chris Paul show. Game two, there was a nice mix of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Game three, Devin Booker was no show. He had foul trouble. He was, he, I think he had 10 points. He was a, he was a non-factor. Game four 
was a little bit of a throwback to game two in the sense that Devin Booker took over that game for Phoenix. Chris Paul was kind of the nice accompaniment. He was the nice uh, uh, piece to Devin Booker. He was, he was the one kind of in support. And so I don't necessarily, I mean, Chris Paul had a fine game. There were some uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic mistakes made by Chris Paul down the stretch. Turned the ball over a couple times, had a couple errant passes. It was just kind of, it was un-Chris Paul-like. Yeah. I mean, he's, it looks like he's hurt. It, and, it looks like he's going through something. Yeah, so if if the top two on Milwaukee, Giannis and Middleton, are healthier than the top two in Phoenix, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, in a best of three now, you got to like yeah. Milwaukee, although they've got to win one on the road. They got to win one on the road. I think that that's a that's a that's been and you know in years past I don't know that it would have necessarily made a huge difference, but because these guys have become accustomed a little bit to not playing in front of these crowds. I mean they, they've they've hit it a little bit here in the playoffs, but it hasn't been like like this all year and and certainly last year. So it, I I think that home field advantage does play some sort of factor. It does help them. Yeah, but think about how much this narrative has changed for the Milwaukee Bucks. So they beat the Brooklyn Nets in 7 yep. in the conference semifinals. If you remember game 7 was that crazy overtime game where Kevin Durant's foot's on the line and yep. he could have ended it a couple times. So they beat Brooklyn in the conference semifinals in game 7, they go on to beat Atlanta in the conference finals. They're down 0-2. They come back, they're tied 2-2. If they lose game seven to the Nets, Coach Budenholzer could be fired. They could be breaking up yep. the team. It, it could have been – they could have been touring, tearing the team apart. And now here yep. they are, two wins away from winning the NBA Finals. That's an interesting point, Nick. I hadn't quite thought about it like that, but that's an interesting point. What would have happened to this team? What would have happened if they don't, if they don't beat Brooklyn? Heck, what would have happened if they didn't beat Atlanta? I don't know. All I'm telling you is, I just i i am starting to believe that this is this is the Milwaukee Bucks series. So they get it done tonight. Do they take Game Five and uh, take a series lead, or or what do you think? I think that I think that Milwaukee's going to win this thing tonight. I do. Okay, so then we're going to Game Six at home to. Uh finish the series for Milwaukee. This is the one that they got to win tonight. This is the one they got to win tonight. They go home. They can finish it off in Milwaukee. If this, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, (laughs) it's nice. It's nice. But you like to see it in in, in seven games though. That's what you think, right? I mean, yeah. So maybe they don't win tonight. If 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 if, if Milwaukee wins tonight, it's done in six. I think if I got Phoenix yeah. Wins tonight, it's going. You to need seven. to see a better Chris Paul. I mean, you need to see. Well, Chris Paul's got to show up. Yep. Period. And you got to have look. You got to have Devin Devin Booker's got to play at that level from here on out. He's got to score upwards of thirty five points a night for for Phoenix to stay in this thing. So we'll see if 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 he can stay at that clip. And if Chris Paul can come back to being what we saw earlier in the series. So we'll see. I don't know. Who who do you like tonight, Nick? What do you like? You tell me what you like. I like Phoenix. You like Phoenix yep. tonight. All right, we'll talk about it tomorrow. 
Uh, all right, more to come here on Sports Wrap. Don't go anywhere. Chris Runwick, Nick Roddy here on WJR. more sports rap presented by FanDuel download the FanDuel sports app today FanDuel more ways to win here's Chris Renwick I gotta be honest there are few fewer things I love in life when we get a a a charity when you mix that with sports when you mix it with one of the greatest to do it it just makes everything better just makes the charity better makes the the events better and, and that is the case in point with the ted Lindsay foundation and of, of course uh we lost ted just a couple of years ago geez it doesn't even seem that long um but but ted is a was and and now those under the ted Lindsay foundation flag continue to uh, to preach the importance of of battling and and making life easier for those with autism and believe me they are a a such an important part of our community and it's just fantastic when when you start looking at some of the events that they've got on their calendar including uh coming up in mid-september the 21st annual celebrity golf outing lou lapaw heads the whole thing i can't believe you've been doing 21 of these things already it's amazing in fact, I didn't know I was that old, but I guess I am. So uh, we're definitely happy to be doing this. Um, so to talk to me about the outing. Obviously, it's it's uh, a, a big deal for you guys from a, from a, a fundraising perspective, from a foundational perspective. Um, but but you guys are doing such great things, and you've got a, a lot of athletes in our community, and not even in our community. They, they come from outside of the community to to help you guys talk to me about um, the, just the event in general and, and some of the folks that perhaps are going to be there. Absolutely, Chris. And again, I want to thank you guys for putting us on this. This thing, as you say, started with Ted and Joanne 21 years ago, and it was just really on a whim uh, because back then he knew nothing about what autism was. And when he found out, he came back to the individual, his friend John Zernacki at the time, and his son was just diagnosed. And Ted said, what can we do? He had no contact, no involvement with it, but wanted to help out a friend. So that's this thing got started 21 years ago, and we're probably $5.5 million later. So wow. the, the, yeah, the golf outing, uh, again, this year is going to be held at Detroit Golf Club. This is probably our fourth year there. They've done a great job. Uh, and as you know, you guys, WJR has been able to re, uh, do their uh, Frank Beckman show at the time from their last two or three years, and, and that's been great. Uh, we get a big support from the Red Wing alumni and the Red Wing organization as a whole. Uh, they put the word out to their players, the Red Wings, and uh, have them come down. So, you know, you guys got Dylan, uh, and you have uh, Bertuzzi, you, you have Franzen, the guys that like to golf, them, and they support and respect Ted and what he's doing. And, and that's just a big help for us because that's what our guests come to, to do and see. Uh, we've got guys that Dave Rosema loves to come out to our outing. He has fun with it. Darren McCarty, alumni, uh, Joey Kosher, uh, 
George Bowman helps us with the alumni, put that group together. If we need help getting celebrities, he's all over it. And the alumni are obviously put Ted first on their list and they end up showing up every year for this thing. So it really makes it a special event for our guests who, who support us and the, and the groups like Red Wings and Red Wing alumni uh, that dig in and, and make it happen. And by the way, if, if you want to see uh, some unbelievable golf, uh, you, you go ahead and watch, uh, you know, uh, Dylan Larkin hit a golf ball. It's wild. I mean, these guys are, I mean, these, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, specifically guys that are on the team now, they're in top physical condition. They're, you know, they are, 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 are primed to just take a team uh, to the top at this outing. And uh, it's amazing to see some of these guys hit the, hit the golf ball. Another guy that hit it pretty long before he, he uh, departed Detroit was Anthony Manta. He was out oh, there crushing boy. the golf ball. And, and now, and look at that. Steve takes him away, ships him out. So you got one less guy that's going to, that's going to participate, but no, you're right. I mean, it, in terms of the, the involvement from a lot of these players, you, you just see it. They're excited to be there. And it's, it's very cool. Well, and, and you say they're there for, for Ted and the organization, what we're doing, and uh, which makes it special. And when you, and when you talk about Mantha, we had, uh, as you know, there was a uh, we had a golf ball bomber type gun that hits the ball 400 yards, and people can elect to do that on a par five. Mantha says, "No, I'll just shoot. I'll hit my own ball." <laughs> he outdrives the gun. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And these are some of the things you'll see if you if you want to get involved. Louis, how do people get involved in this? If they want to sign up, how do they get involved? Well, probably the easiest way is they can go to our website, tedlindsay.org, and on there there will be a click to go to the golf outing. Uh, they can call me direct. At, my number's out there, too, on the website, and they can call direct at the 248-202-6194, uh, or they can, again, go to our email. It's lou at tedlindsay.org, and we'll get them taken care of. Uh, you know, again, we've got teams that have been here all 21 years. It's probably about 12 groups, and that's wow. incredible when you think about it. And it's, a, it's, uh, it's not cheap, but the money is it goes to a worthy, worthy cause. And we're proud of our foundation when we say we only spend about 13% on costs or expenses. The rest all goes to the foundation. Well, yeah, sure. You got to keep the thing operating. You need you need to buy the sticky notes if you need to, but everything else is going towards those and trying to battle autism and, and trying to make life a little easier for those that that have it. By the way, the this uh, the twenty first annual uh, celebrity golf outing to benefit the Ted Lindsay Foundation, taking place at DGC. So you wanna you wanna play some of those conditions that you saw out at uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. They will still be present. Uh, I, they, I, you know, they may still not even cut the rough uh, <laughs> until the middle of September. It, it might make it a little more miserable for people like uh, for me. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a halfway decent golfer, you might not have such a terrible time. Uh, so you, you got a great venue at DGC, and they always do a nice job putting this event on for you guys too. They do a great job. I mean, and Josh and, and their guys out of the pro shop and and. Uh... John out of the dining room and facilities that handle all that. They do excellent work. Uh, and if people are golfers, that's okay. They can come to our dinner program, uh, and they'll see some of the players that are still there and the ones that have fun. And we have a great program. we got uh, 
I think Frank's going to come back and be our live auctioneer. He's done that for several years, and I think he has yeah. it on his calendar. Uh, Ken Daniels and uh, Mickey Redmond will MC the thing. So, again, it's a good time to meet some people, uh, help the foundation out. We'll have some great items for live and silent auction. So it's just a fun day. And as you say, it just it helps the community, helps the families that we work with. Yeah, and and really, I mean, the money goes to a good cause. But if you are a Red Wings fan, you know, if you're a Red Wings fan like I am, just a, a, a diehard Red Wing fan, you're going to love it. I'm telling you. Yeah, because you'll you'll be able to meet some of the players, some of the past players, and uh, and it's just a fantastic time. Lou, I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, keep us in the loop of everything going on, and um, and we'll try to get you as much money in those coffers as possible, my friend. Thank you very much, Chris, and thanks, WJ. You guys do a great job, and you're a great addition to our support group. We couldn't do it without you. So we'll hopefully we will definitely see you out there, and I uh, hope folks that are listening will uh, sign up and join us as well. All right, there he is, Lou LaPaw, the uh, the fearless leader of the Ted Lindsay Foundation uh, battling autism. Always appreciate uh, everything they do for those families. All right, more to come here on Sports Wrap next here on WJR. Chris Renwick, or Chris Renwick, Nick Roddy, don't go anywhere. more sports wrap presented by FanDuel download the FanDuel sports app today FanDuel more ways to win here's Chris Renwick uh you know there, there's always those discussions on like best sports movie um do you have a do you have a favorite sports movie Nick What's your, what's your oh. sports movie? I mean, the one I've seen the most is Remember the Titans. Yeah. Because it kind of came out when I was a kid, and I, I watched it probably every day over the summer from ages <laughs> 10 through <laughs> right. 15. Right. Right. And it's one of those movies where, like, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Like, I, I got to watch it. Yeah. It's just a great movie. Um, I don't know like about Major my... Major League yeah, is also great. Love yeah. Major. I'm a big Major League guy. The Sandlot also probably a yeah, little more. I mean, Field of Dreams is great. Dreams also very good. Um, well, well, we and with the addition of like all these different streaming services, and uh, you know, certainly with the pandemic, I mean, they were really pushing, uh, you know, types of you know these a lot of these type of stories into you know like ten episode, you know, shows, and one of them which is is has catapulted to the top of my like sports movies or shows or whatever is Ted Lasso. Did you watch did you watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Twice actually. And twice you yeah. watched Ted Lasso. Yep. So you're a fan. I love it. It's it's love yeah, it. I I agree with you. It's one of the best sports shows or movies I've ever seen. So Ted Lasso again, it's on a streaming service. It's on Apple Apple TV. So you got to buy the Apple TV. You don't even have to buy the Apple TV because I I don't have Apple TV, but I got a new phone uh, recently and it came free Apple TV for a year. So, oh, just get a new phone, which might be just as expensive. Just buy a new iPhone. Yeah, there you go. Just buy a new iPhone and and you'll get Apple TV for free. Yeah. 
Um, so it's on Apple TV. And the whole, if you haven't seen it, the, the whole premise is uh, Jason Sudeikis, the actor Jason Sudeikis, is a, uh, he is Ted Lasso, and he is a college football coach. F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L. American college football. Uh, and he decides to uh, apply and, and accept a job for an English, uh, you know, Premier League soccer t- club. And he accepts, he takes his job. He knows nothing about soccer. Nothing about F-U-T-B-A-L-L-B-U-L-L, however they spell it. He knows nothing about soccer. Zero. They're, they're talking about going on the pitch. He has no idea what going on the pitch means. He has no idea what the pitch is. Training instead the of practice. Being, right. The, right. The pitch being the field. He has no idea. And so it's this, he's this, you know, aw shucks, uh, you know, sweetheart of a guy. Uh, just this, he wants to, yeah, to make Kansas everybody City. happy. Yeah. He used to be a Wichita he's, State. He's from Kansas City. Yep. He's a Midwestern he's, guy. Just a, just a, a, an all-around nice guy. And he goes to the, the, the mecca of soccer. And he and he is now the the head man of a fictional uh, English football club, and it's just it, look, it's about him trying to win everybody over. It's about him trying to 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 bring a little levity to the game and and teaching some of these guys some things that they don't know that they need to be taught, and and you know him learning the game of soccer. It's a fantastic watch. We watched it during, you know lockdowns and COVID and all that stuff. So we, you know, we, we, we binged it in a couple of days. Um, but the second season comes out when in a couple of days, right? Friday. Uh, yes. Week? Less than a week. So, okay. Yep. All right. So, um, look, if you, if you got the Apple TV, if you got some extra time, I think they'll, the episodes are only like a half hour, right? Like they're quick. Yeah. Um, I would uh, highly recommend dialing into Ted Lasso. Get involved because we got uh, we got season two coming up, and and you don't need to be a soccer fan to no. appreciate no, 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 Ted no, no, Lasso. No. So it's not like a soccer I show. Lo- Look, you know I love soccer. I love soccer. I'm a big soccer guy. My wife couldn't couldn't possibly care less about soccer. Yep, and she enjoyed it probably more than I did. It's not, it's not necessarily a sports show. There's a lot of sports. There's a lot of, there's a lot of games and there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's, it's, it's more than that. So if you want, give it a watch, give, give Ted Lasso a try. It's fantastic. And look, I'm really bad. Now, Nick, I don't know about you. I'm really bad at names, like remembering like (laughs) character names. I don't know any, I know Ted Lasso and I know Nate. Nate's his. What about Danny Rojas? uh, Oh yeah, Danny. Yes, Danny, Danny Rojas. Rojas <laughs> yes, because that's all he says. And Trent Krim, the Independent. Oh yeah. See, all right. See, you got me going now. I remember a couple of guys. But if you would have asked me those names, I would have never been able to come up with them. Except Nate. Nate is like his uh, equipment manager turned like, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to help him learn assistant the game. Coach. Yeah. Yeah, assistant coach. Yeah. So anyway, give Ted Lasso a try, will you, please? It's a fantastic watch. 
All right, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, Chris Renwick, Nick Roddy, see you later. Have a good one.